Hey friends, so today is a little bit of a detour episode talking about our subconscious. Uh, there's a dog in the background making all kinds of sounds. So if you hear weeny whiny noises, it's literally just how she talks to me. So anyway, when we're repatterning reality, when we are meeting our thresholds specifically, we're coming into communion with the behavior patterns and the frequencies that we carry that are out of alignment with the desired reality that we seek. So those states of being that we identified when we were tuning in with our vision, those carry a certain frequency. And when we weave those all together to create our enchantment, we're making a frequency field that we want to live into, meaning that that's what we seek as a, as a new baseline for ourselves. In that process, we meet our thresholds. We meet these self-imposed limitations, these spaces and places within ourselves where we have created patterned behaviors that keep us looping in a specific frequency. The idea of repatterning reality is to essentially garner all the energy that we have emanating in various directions and steward it in one direction toward our soul's desire. So the subconscious. I talked a bit about what it means to meet our thresholds in the last episode. And for that, I was speaking mostly about when we acknowledge and notice and have awareness of behaviors that don't feel in alignment with us anymore, how to tune in with the needs that are underneath those behaviors, and then how to create a relationship with ourself specifically, us, we're creating a relationship with our wholeness, how to nurture that relationship in a way that we integrate with these shadow aspects of self. But when it comes to the subconscious, when it comes to the behavior patterns that are happening underground without our awareness, there's more to the process, meaning it takes more time, energy, and effort to summon up these pieces of ourselves. And we need to come to it with the understanding of how they got fractaled in the first place. So that's what I want to speak into today is how our, our wholeness was fractaled and what we did to preserve our life force. When I think about this, I think about Horcruxes and Harry Potter. So it's a great example because of the way I feel like it applies to our real life wounded experience. In the story, Voldemort, who is the big villain, he creates these things called horcruxes where he fractals off parts of his soul in order to preserve his life force, meaning he wants to be immortal And he's decided that in order to do that, he needs to fractal pieces of himself, hide those fractals in objects, and then enchant those objects as well as the spaces and places that those objects are hidden so that they are very hard to find, very hard to get to, and very hard to destroy. Essentially, all in service to the fact that if he dies, he can always regrow a body based on the fact that there are fractals of his soul 
hidden in various places. So in order to destroy him fully, they have to go find all these Horcruxes and they have to destroy them and blah, 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 blah. Okay, you get the picture. But why does he do that? Because he's preserving his life force. And in order for him to do that, what has to happen? He has to commit an unspeakable act. So how does this translate to our real life experience? Well, first, unspeakable acts, traumas, wounding. This is what happens to us throughout our life. Often when we're younger, when we're in states of being and our frame of mind, our maturity is at a stage in which it cannot fully conceptualize the whole picture of what's occurring. Meaning we don't really understand why something is happening. We come into this world in our wholeness, in our purity, in our essence, in our gifts. And the idea is that the caregivers that we are bestowed to will tend to us fully and provide us the perfect environment for our flourishing. That doesn't always happen. So instead, what occurs are these trauma instances, and they could be huge or tiny. There's no specific formula to what equates to trauma. Essentially, what I mean by that is it could be anything that threatens your vulnerability or creates a feeling of being unloved, unwelcome, or unsafe in your in your most treasured environment, meaning your home space or your relationship to your parents or whatever. There's all these different ways in which we become wounded when we are in an impressionable state of being as young humans. And within that wounding, we imprint with the instance. So for us, it creates like a massive disruption in our flow of being because it feels sort of abrupt and shocking when something traumatic happens. And again, the trauma could be something as simple as something somebody said to you, or it could be extreme trauma. It doesn't really matter, uh, not meaning I don't care about what happened to people, but what I mean is the impact is intense nonetheless. So when we encounter these woundings, when we feel a deep sense of vulnerability and we feel the lines blurred with our safety, we feel the lines blurred with the love that we are receiving, we feel the lines blurred with our belonging, our tendency at that stage of growth is to self-preserve by fractaling off that vulnerable aspect and putting it away for safekeeping and then developing defense mechanisms to surround it. So in this process, as a comparison to the Horcruxes, we essentially have an unspeakable act happen And our response to it is to fractal off a piece of our soul and to hide it somewhere and then to put defense mechanisms around it, essentially spells of enchantment around it that protect it. Meaning we're attempting to keep what doesn't feel good out. We don't want to re-trigger that wound and we don't want to feel it all the way through. So instead, we just tuck it away for safekeeping. So... In that process, we imprint with the frequency field of what has 
essentially created the wounding in the first place, meaning all the little pieces of that moment that our brain picked up on, we imprint with those. So it could be smells, sounds, certain energies that were felt, words that were said, the people that were around, all these different things that become our little triggers. And usually it's some combination of all of them that actually like truly poke us deeply. But we take that imprint into our newly created hidden space and we set up our defenses around it, all in an attempt to not have to feel that wound again. But in reality, what we have done is we have separated a piece of ourselves from our heart space, right? We think we're keeping things out, but really what we've done is we've removed an aspect of our wholeness from the heart space and tucked it away into the shadow realm. And it's still carrying a frequency, right? We imprinted with a frequency field. So it is continuing to emanate energy and it becomes a subconscious experience. So it's no longer in our conscious awareness, right? I'm speaking specifically about things that kind of get lost in our uh, frequency field and we don't have full conscious awareness of how that wound is playing out. So that frequency continues to emit and we naturally attract and are drawn to similar experiences or experiences with the same types of ingredients that are all in an attempt to find resonance. So that that energy that's emanating out, it's looking to be met with sameness. That's often what we do. It's what we're doing when we're repatterning our reality. We're deliberately tuning into a specific frequency so that we can align with the frequency that we desire. So that same thing is happening in our subconscious, except it's actually attracting and drawing us toward instances, situations, relationships, experiences that replicate the wound. Why is that happening? Well, few reasons. One, because it's energy that's not being consciously stewarded. (laughs) And two, because we interrupted a cycle when we fractaled ourselves off. So if you witness a child in the process of dealing with something going wrong in their environment, something simple, something extreme, it could be falling down and hurting themselves. It could be, you know, something, something shifted in their field that created an upset. And if you really give them space and allow them to feel it all the way through, they will come to a completion with their emotion. And if you nurture them within that process, they find a repair within the rupture, which helps them build trust with their environment, helps them build trust with their caregiver, and helps them build trust with their emotions. So as a nanny, I've witnessed this in so many different ways at so many different ages and so many different times where I've watched a kid like fall down or hurt themselves or have something happen. And at first their cry is real. It's like they're feeling it, they're having an emotion, they're having a situation. And if you can just nurture them in that moment, but allow them to have their experience, I've witnessed and heard the shift of where the cry shifts from being a true cry into 
just a sound that they're making. And then they come to the clarity that like they're done making that sound because it no longer is correlated with what they were feeling. And then they move on. So when we fractal ourselves based on a traumatic experience, based on a wounding experience, we interrupt the flow of that emotional process. And we carry that interruption into our subconscious. So there's a piece of us that's trying to complete the cycle. Hence the desire to continue to attract ingredients and experiences and situations that replicate that state of being, that emotional experience, because we're looking to bring it to completion. So the attention that's needed to be given to these pieces of ourselves is that we need to engage with them fully, tune into what it is they need, and allow for the wholeness of the experience to complete itself. So this is a little different than when you have a habit that you're trying to shift, a conscious habit that you know you do because it's just something that you choose to do, but it's feeding a frequency that doesn't really support you, right? You have to interrupt that pattern and you have to do that over and over again and you have to tend to that experience until you shift your energy, until you shift your frequency. With this specifically, when we're going into the subconscious and we're working with fractals of our being, we need to understand where they're coming from. So we're not just disrupting a pattern. We're actually tending to a fractal of ourselves that is essentially frozen in time within a specific level of maturity. We've limited the evolution of that aspect of ourselves by placing it in the shadow realm, by tucking it away and defending it incredibly, which we did that all on purpose. And that's all super freaking valid people. Like we naturally preserve ourselves. That is just what we do. And it's okay that we do that. However, it's totally appropriate when you are in the midst of trauma, in the midst of wounding, or if you're like a child, it makes full sense to have this response and to essentially continue to feed this response until you become a responsible, conscious, willing participant in your evolution. Then you need to take your responsibility seriously and understand that these fractals of your being, nobody's coming to fix them for you. It's not even that they're broken, but nobody is coming to stitch you back together. It is up to you to summon these pieces of yourself forward by creating safety in your embodiment, right? The more love that you embody, the more love that you emanate from your being, the more depth that you reach within your love frequency, this is proven through my experience, the more access you have to your shadow realm because you are creating signals for safety. So there are pieces of your being that are not ready to enter into the wholeness of your, of your experience because they don't believe it's safe. For good reason. They're imprinted with unsafety. So the more safety you create in yourself, the more safety you create in your being, 
the more ability you have to integrate these pieces of yourself into the whole. But understand that it's a process because this piece of you that is fractaled off and frozen in time is four years old, is six years old, is 10 years old, is two years old. So you have to work with your energy with that awareness and understanding the reality that you need to tend to this piece of yourself as if you were tending to a child, meaning don't be an asshole to yourself. Don't shun this aspect of you. Do not be frustrated with this piece of you who has behavior patterns that don't match your maturity. Don't be confused by the fact that this piece of you doesn't communicate very clearly, right? Like let's have compassion for the parts of ourselves that we've been preserving for ages and invite those pieces to be in their full expression of the experience they had, meaning allow your emotions to come through in this experience. Trust that you have the capacity to hold space for yourself. Meaning if suddenly you feel a big wave of sadness coming on or a big wave of anxiety or a big wave of anger, and you don't have any understanding of where it's coming from, rather than suppress it, stuff it down or judge it, let's maybe create an environment for you. You do this for yourself. That allows that feeling and that emotion to come all the way through, right? Maybe it's okay that you sit and cry for five minutes and you have no idea why you did. Maybe it's okay that suddenly you're erupting with anger and you need to punch your pillow or something. You know, it's okay to feel things. In fact, it's best to allow them to be felt all the way through and to do so in a sanctuary space, meaning do so in a space that you feel safe. Do so in a space where your wholeness is welcome. Do so in a space where nobody is going to be collateral damage to your experience. (laughs) And the idea about this life that we're repatterning into is that we're creating sanctuary in the majority of our experience. So rather than just have a little hidden place in your closet where you can go scream, you have an entire life that lets you be emotional in the present moment. And no one's going to judge you or shun you or essentially create a feeling of unsafety for you in your primary environments. So that's an important piece of this is having sanctuary. It's important to have sanctuary in your body and in your being and in your immediate surroundings in order for you to truly integrate with your subconscious patterning. Because not only do you need to become fluent in your subconscious language, you need to become fluent in your defense mechanism language as well. And those are a little bit trickier and a little bit more, I don't know, manipulative. Yeah, that's probably a good word. So when we come into communion with the pieces of ourselves that are being protected, we are coming into communion with an old identity, right? From years ago or whatever, maybe even lifetimes, who knows, but we're coming into communion with a facet of our being that needs our, needs a sense of belonging with us. When it comes to our defense mechanisms, we're coming into communion with highly intelligent aspects of self that have been carrying out a task for a really long time. So this is a well-worn path in your brain that this behavior is predictable, is 
uh, quote unquote, under your control and creates a sense of safety regardless of the outcome, right? So our defense mechanisms, those are like a mixed bag. There's a shit ton of things that we can use as defense mechanisms, some for better, some for worse, right? And all of them, they lead to specific outcomes, some of which are not so good feeling and some of which make us feel really good. Either way, those defense mechanisms are creating a controlled environment. They are creating predictability. That is why we depend on them. The predictability is that we're not getting rewounded in the way that we were wounded originally, even if we're being wounded in a different way based on our defense mechanism. But we are, we are essentially upholding the, the self-imposed limitation that we created originally. So the whole goal when we are in a state of liberation is to move past those self-imposed limitations into the infinity of possibility, hence meeting your thresholds. So this specific topic of talking about the subconscious, my point in sharing more about this was to give clarity around my perception of our subconscious wounds and how they play out in our reality. So that is the core of what I wanted to share in this little quickie. But the more potent explanation of meeting our thresholds is in the episode about meeting your thresholds. And that speaks more to how we embrace these pieces of ourselves that we're needing to integrate in order, in order to harness the wholeness of our energy and steward it into our desired reality. Okay, so that's all for now. And I hope this was helpful. If you have any comments or anything to share about your perspective, I would love to hear from you. And you can leave comments on the Substack page for this podcast episode, and that will be shared in the show notes, a link to that. Okay, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I will talk to you soon.